We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the NBA front office show. We made it. It's media day. The NBA is back. Tons to talk about today. I'm Trevor Lane, joined by Keith Smith. Keith, we've got a big trade to get into. We've got all kinds of training camp news. We've got emo Jimmy Butler. Everything <laughs> going on around the NBA. It's so exciting to, to really feel like the NBA is now officially back, back. Yeah, it really does. T- today is that day. No, no, no disrespect meant to the Mavs and Timberwolves, but sure. you know, when it's only two teams, it, it's almost like that first night of the NBA season, like that's cool and all, but like give me that first league pass night where, you know, we got like 10, 12 games rocking and we're ready to go uh, with that. That's when it feels like, all right, we're here in full. Um, um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. Obviously, you know, Celtics made a uh, monster trade over the yep. weekend. Um, it, I, I could not have been further away from uh, you know being able to record with you uh, where I was uh, out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, so that's why we're doing it today. Um, but yeah, man, it, there's so much happening, and it's crazy that. Normally it's the few days leading up to media day or camp signings and things yeah. like that. And then you roll into media day and we, we've had monster trades over the last couple uh, or last week or so, and maybe more coming. We'll see the NBA getting everybody fired up and ready for the season. It's got like this, uh, this nice little ramp up instead of just suddenly <laughs> everything is everything here is here and it's media day. We've had uh, a few weeks now of stuff going on uh, around the league. So it's been exciting, but let, let's just kick things off with that, that big trade. So we now know drew holiday being flipped from the Portland trailblazers to your Boston Celtics, Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Williams, and a couple of first round picks. On the way out, Portland Trailblazers have a day. Wow. Um, and, and let's I guess let's start with the Celtics side because I know that's going to be your, your approach. Boston now on paper, probably the best defense in the NBA. Yeah, I would say they're in the mix. The front court defense is we'll see, right? Chris Tapps Porzingis was was pretty good uh, last year. His Wizards used him primarily in drop coverage, and and he did okay in that scheme and all that. We'll see, um, you know, where that all goes. I think on the nights when you really need to lean on your defense, if you throw Al Horford in because he didn't really lose too much last year, he still looked really really good defensively. You put him out there with Tatum Brown. Uh, White and now Drew Holiday, yeah, that's going to be a tough group to score on. So I think the big thing this trade delivers for the Celtics is they have a lot more versatility than they did 
a week ago uh, after trading Marcus Smart, who's one of the more versatile guards in the league because mm-hmm. he can do so many different things. They were kind of locked into a little bit more. I thought we we're going to see a lot more drop coverage and uh, more kind of traditional style defenses. And now Joe Missoula has a lot of different ways he can play. He can go small. He can go big. Uh, you, even when they go small, they're not super small because they're, they're guys all pretty good positional size for where they'll be playing. So I'm excited to watch how this all comes together. I will say word of warning. It may be bumpy for these guys in the first you know, little bit. I always go back to that first heat team that was like 10, 10 and 10 or whatever they were, yeah. something like that over the first month of the season, you could see it be a little bumpy just because guys like holiday and Porzingis are at worst been the number two options on their teams for a number of years. And now they're going to be sliding into third and fourth option status behind Tatum and Brown. And that just sometimes takes a little while to sort itself out. So, so we'll see, but I, you know, it's hard to be anything but excited if you're a Celtics fan, just because after the Bucks added Damian Lillard, it was kind of like, all right, now we got to deal with that. Well, they added a pretty good way to deal with it by getting Drew Holiday. Well, and it was, it's kind of ironic because the Blazers sent, Lillard to the Bucks, and then kind of use that as leverage to get a haul out of yeah, out of definitely. Boston. I was shocked at how much Boston gave up. Now again, if it if it gets them where they want to go, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but two first round picks plus Brogdon plus Robert Williams. I went wow, Miami Heat fans, you're done. Heat fans that were saying, oh, they took this trade out of spite. No, not when Drew Holiday could get you this. The Miami package was never getting Portland this much total in return for Damian Lillard. Portland comes out of this, I think, looking real good. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's Portland. It's hard not to kind of piece these two trades together in a way, right? Because it's really, they started out the day trading Damian Lillard and then everything they got back. And and guess what? They're not done because Malcolm Brogdon's not going to be there for very long. And and by very long, I mean, he may be there to start the season just because we are at, you know, we're at media day camp start tomorrow. There, there are some teams that are like, we're, we're, we're not messing around right now. It may be the best deal now. Maybe all right, we've got to find a team that has tradable players. And that may mean December 15th or later uh, when guys become trade eligible, but I will go about a 99.9% guarantee Malcolm Brogdon will not be on this team post the trade deadline. I don't even know that he's on the team a week from now, but I certainly know, you know, a few months from now, he's not going to be with the Blazers. So they're going to get even more, uh, you know, from uh, out of this deal. Picking up Robert Williams is perfect for them as a flyer. Where the Celtics were, it was a risky proposition for them to rely on him because of his health issues. He he's you know played over half the games in a season exactly twice. In one mm-hmm. of those years, he broke down late in the year and then really probably rushed back to try to help them win a title, which is not a criticism of him or the sure. team. You're trying to win a championship, but that cost him you know more than half of last year. So. It was really hard because Porzingis doesn't have a great track uh, record of health either. So that was risky for Portland. If he gets hurt, oh, well, we, we, we tried, right? We took a flyer on him. doesn't really matter. And if he can, you know, they can unlock the health and he's out there all the time. Sure. And I get it. People are like, they just got DeAndre Aiden. Why do they want Robert Williams? It's not about that right now. It's about, you know, stacking up players and, they 
they're saying kind of we think they can play together yeah right sure. because because you're going back in the time machine in 1987 and you know like i, I don't see that but you know remember, maybe remember when ricky rubio and johnny flynn were going to play together yeah. <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah well i mean when, when you pass on stephen curry you better say those kind of things with the two guys you you, you have instead <laughs> um, but yeah i think um it may be Portland does throw them out there because again, this isn't about wins and losses for them this year. So in, I don't know, maybe Aiden's jump shot does come around enough that they can, you know, survive five, 10 minutes with, with mm-hmm. those guys on the floor. But, you know, for right now, Portland's they've, they've got a bunch of draft picks. They did really well again, like they did in the Bucks trade. The Celtics pick is coming in 2029. No idea what the Celtics will be. Al Horford and Drew Holiday will likely be retired by then. Yeah. Porzingis maybe, maybe isn't around. Who knows what happens with Brown and Tatum and all, all of that. So, yeah, I would want to push the, that pick obligation out too. So, yeah, man, it's it's. The, I'd be very fired up if I was a Trailblazers fan because you 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 netted massive returns in this uh, you know, sequence of deals. And like I said, not done yet. Yeah, when the dust all settled, you know, I thought the I think the Blazers come out of this whole thing. And again, I shouldn't say settle because it's not really because we don't know what they're going to get from Malcolm Brogdon. Um, But I think that they were able to get as much as you possibly could have imagined them getting here in uh, short from a, you know, Minnesota losing their minds and offering everything for Rudy Gobert. Right. Short of something like that happening. This is the best return I could have possibly imagined uh the the blazers getting now that they got these pieces from boston in exchange for drew holiday and you add this all up i think they've put themselves in a, in a really good position here moving forward especially knowing that a malcolm brogdon if, if you add another first say say there's a, a team that i don't know maybe in december or in january right there's an injury to somebody's backcourt and then you're able to extract the first out of, out of a team for malcolm brogdon man that, that's a lot of draft capital that you added up Plus DeAndre Aiden, it's a gamble on Aiden. But if the Blazers are right, this could pay off. If they're right that the Suns weren't using him correctly, if they're right that he's more valuable than than what he actually showed in Phoenix, uh, this this could indeed be the spark that jumpstarts the next generation of the Blazers. And that's exactly what they had to get out of a, a Lillard trade. Yeah, absolutely. You're 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 turning the team over to the kids. This is going to be Henderson and Simons and Sharp and Aiton and maybe Williams to some extent. Team as this goes, I kind of like the idea of you know they kept Matisse Thybul because it was such a you know ridiculously good mm-hmm. offer sheet. Why let him go for that small of a number? He's not so old. He can't fit with these guys. Now adding Robert Williams, you've added two top tier defenders. So at least on the nights when it's like, all right, we got to slow this down a little because we were this is getting silly you could throw those two guys out there with jeremy grant you can put a pretty good defense on the floor for you know whatever you need to do for a handful of possessions or uh, minutes or whatever just to kind of get things back to normal um there so i think that's gonna help the, these guys i was i was big on when damian lillard gets traded and when we sit down and do kind of our our projected standings which will probably be in a few weeks we do it a little mm-hmm. closer to the start of the season um we, I was like, all right, they're the worst team in the West. And they may still still be that. Yeah, right? So that's the question. Now there's a question. I just assumed whenever they trade Lillard, they're yeah. definitely going to be the worst team in the West. And that's just how it's going to be. And, you know, that's fine. I you know, There wasn't even a criticism, right? It's just a reality. And now, I don't mm-hmm. know. 
But I can tell you one thing, this East Coast guy, I'll be staying up a lot till, you know, past midnight watching this Trailblazers team because I just think they're going to be so fun to, to watch them develop together with all these kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, ab absolutely. I mean, look, Shaden Sharp alone is, is worth staying up to, to watch, but they, they've got a lot, of, a lot of guys. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying you've already got just the athleticism. Sure. Yeah. Then you're oh, adding yeah. Scoot to the mix. Then you're adding all this other stuff. What can DeAndre Ayton be? Like, there's a lot of interesting pieces here um, for the Blazers. So I, I think as difficult of a time as this has been for Blazers fans, as frustrating as it's been, as long and emotional of a drawn-out period as this has been, and we've seen Blazers fans going back and forth with Heat fans for months now, right? Despite all of that, I think Portland fans should feel pretty good at where they currently sit now that kind of the, they, they bit the bullet, they traded Dame, now there's a direction for the future, and they've got a lot of assets to, to head, fo head forward with. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Blazers fans should be should be excited while understanding that this is going to take some time. One last thing for me on the Blazers, and I just did it. I don't want to skip past Anthony Simons. Dude can play. Yes. He is really, really good. And I know we're all super excited about Scoot Henderson and Shaden Sharp and the trades and all that. Anthony Simons is still there, and he's really, really good. And I think a lot of people, as long as they aren't, uninteresting and bad and people just tune them out because they're you know way up in the pacific northwest and all that people are paying attention they're going to find out really Anthony simons it would not shock me at all if he scores 25 points per game uh this upcoming season and i don't think there'll be an empty 25 points per game where he shoots like you know 39 percent from the field and you know 33 percent from three and it's all crappy volume i i think he's going to put together a pretty good efficient scoring year and then that'll become likely down the line hey is this another guy you can flip if you really want to build around henderson and sharp or he's young enough to stay with those guys and go so uh yeah super excited about what portland's uh, putting together simon's certainly a guy to target for fantasy by the way oh, yeah. that that Without i think that could be a really good pickup all right let's jump over to one of the oh, biggest thing. sorry because we didn't put oh, on yeah. that thing uh guy from your team Wendy gabriel gonna join the celtics it sounds oh, like, yeah, yeah. Um, you yep. know, as part, you know, kind of the fallout of this trade is Boston needed to add another big. Uh, it sounds like Wendy and Gabriel is the first one. All we keep hearing from, you know, all the insiders around is the Celtics are still poking around. I don't, there's nothing else major coming. They're yeah. kind of out of those tradable contracts, but I do have a dollar trade exception from uh, Grant Williams uh, being traded uh, in the sign and trade to, to the Mavs. Wouldn't surprise me if you see something with that where they go out and get just a rotation big because right now the front court's a little thin. It's Porzingis yeah. and Horford, and then it's Luke Cornett. It'll be Wenyan Gabriel. Those guys are fine, but they're more fine if they're your fourth and fifth bigs than yep. being a third big. Got to give you twenty minutes a night. Like that's that's probably not ideal. You know, every single game. That's more of a hey, this week. You know, tonight this guy's sitting out, and we know they're gonna rest Horford fairly liberally he doesn't fall under the resting policy because he hasn't been an all-star in the last several years and all that so he won't play back to backs my guess is anytime he feels anything they're gonna sit him so that means guys like gabriel and Cornet are gonna have to play a bigger role unless they can do something else for a more established player so we'll see but that'll be kind of you know whether that happens now or that's a down towards the trade deadline kind of thing that that's something to keep an eye on yeah, Wenyan is is great. He's high motor, high energy. He's a, a an instant fan favorite because he gets in and gives everything that he's got all the time. Um, the, unfortunately, there's just there's no 
there's no getting past the fact that he's not big enough to be a, yeah. a true center in the <laughs> Did NBA. Did you notice Woj called him a seven footer? Yeah, tweet. what was that about? Like, if he's seven feet tall, then I'm like six foot two, and that's right. <laughs> he called him a seven footer. Like he's barely over two hundred pounds when he gave. Yeah. He's like he's like two oh five. Um, yeah, he's, he, he is all athlete versus yes. like a kind of more rugged, like you know, banger type. He, not to say he doesn't try to do that because he oh, does, yeah. but you know, yeah, and it's. I think too, you know, he got a little overblown. There's a lot of you know, oh, he's coming off a monster World Cup. He he was good in the World Cup. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong, but like I, I don't know that the Celtics were like, oh, now we got to go get him. Like right. I, I don't think that hurt by any means, but just you know, another thing there. But yeah, he def definitely not a seven footer. Uh, you know, for no. for sure, <laughs> I, I can say no, that. But he will, but he will get in there and compete night in mm -hmm. night. You put him in, he's going to give you everything he's got every single night. And there's there's yeah. definitely value to that. And so I think uh, Celtics fans are gonna you're gonna wind up liking him a lot despite his his shortcomings yeah. uh, because of that that energy the hustle that he gives you on every play. Yeah. And you know I love an energy big off the bench. Yeah. Just somebody who can get in there and mix it up for you know even if it's only you know just to change things up a little bit, right? It's a it's, it's kind of like in football when you 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 throw the uh, you know all right the, we're gonna throw a bomb just because you know mm -hmm. we got to do something different, right? You just throw this guy in there and let him fly around for you know five minutes and a half and change the energy and and you get back to it. I think you'll see a lot of games where him and Peyton Pritchard and stuff, that's kind of all right. We're going to these guys. We gotta gotta mix this up. Gotta, mm -hmm. gotta wake people up here a little bit so all right one of the biggest stories heading into training camp is the 76ers and what's going on with them and james harden not in attendance at sixers media day daryl morey noting that harden still wants a trade and they're still seeing what's out there so we don't know what you know what kind of where james harden's head is at technically the 76ers could start finding him because mm -hmm. he's not there at, at media day for them but I would, I mean, the next question is, will he be at training camp? Will he be there to start the season? Or is he just going to stay away from the team? What does the team think about that? But uh, again, one of the big questions, will James Harden be there with the 76ers? And then what happens so far? The answer is no, he's, he's not showing up for this team. Yeah. And just, gee, you should have started with this earlier. If you notice the two of us are looking off camera a lot more when we're not talking, it's because we're following Twitter and all the media day stuff because never know when something's going to pop. That's really interesting. We want to throw into the show. So with James Harden, let's let's kind of break down where we're at with this. So media day, he can be fined for skipping media day, as as you said, the it, that does not start the 30 day clock. That, that I think people are now familiar with, where if he skips 30 days, the 76ers can refuse to let him become a free agent mm -hmm. after this season all that. That would start tomorrow um, when training camp officially starts. What Philly's doing is they're doing media day today at their facility. Then everybody's jumping on a plane, except for James Harden, I guess, and they're all traveling to Colorado Springs. Why? I don't really fully understand um but they're going to colorado springs and they're doing training camp there uh for a few days and then you know presumably they'll get into their preseason and back in their own facility if he's not there tomorrow when they start whatever the first sessions are that's when all that stuff can start there was no indication of if he would be or wouldn't be he may have just skipped media day and all daryl morey said was we will basically whatever the cba you know allows for 
that's what we'll operate under and that's mm-hmm. what we'll do. So my guess is he's going to get a fine for this. Um, that'll just be an organizational fine for skipping out on the media. Uh, it could be an NBA fine, but we'll see. And then um, from there, it could get really ugly tomorrow if he's not there. You know, then, then we'll find out. And then if he's not there, does he pull out? You know, oh, well, I actually have a hamstring injury or I have a right. you know, knee problem or whatever it is. We'll, we'll be you know, kind of on watch. So, so this one's going to remain, you know, all his eyes, eyes on it. Uh, did what was the other report? Uh, I believe uh, Woj had they have talked to the Clippers uh, yeah. in recent days Wait, again, nothing. but nothing's close. So you know we're 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 still on Harden watch. Yeah, yeah, Hurricane Harden still out there, yeah. still, still out there, swirling. swirling. Yeah, look at us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh Primo lands with the Clippers on a two-way kind of gross situation, but yeah, little yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Kind of came out of nowhere too. Like this, like mm-hmm. I didn't even like. I'll be honest. After like the Spurs waved him, and then the legal stuff and the settlements mm-hmm. happened, I kind of forgotten all about Josh Primo. Like I was wasn't even on my radar. And it's not. I don't. I, I don't want to paint it out as this guy should be you know out of the NBA forever and never given another opportunity and those kind of things. It's just I'm a little surprised the Clippers went there now. Maybe mm-hmm. there was a sense of another team was also interested in bringing him in, but but we'll see. I think what is interesting was when the, the fine, or I'm sorry, the suspension came out that he's got a four-game suspension to start the year. I was like, that's interesting timing on that. I was like, I wonder if somebody's actually going to sign him. Right. And then lo and behold, what was it, 30 minutes, an hour later, it came out he was going to join the Clippers on a two-way. So I hope, hope, hope he's got things figured out. And he's learned lessons and he's on the path to being a better person and all the things that he did are, are very much behind him in his past, mm-hmm. but you know, he's got a lot of work to do to figure it out. And this is how he starts the process on, you know, getting back into the fold. Well, he, he was, he's suspended for exposing himself to, to yeah. women and to clear. Yeah. yeah, to be clear. And, and he has said that it was, it was not intentional. Yeah. Um, what, what was happening now, whether or not you want to buy that. But uh, obviously the Clippers at least feel comfortable with the situation, comfortable enough to to sign him. So we'll we'll see again. The timing is, is a little weird, but I thought the same thing when that when that story came out, when the news came out that he was being suspended. I went, huh, that's weird. Usually you don't yeah. have the suspension come down unless he's actually going to be under contract. And so now he is. So we'll see if he can can battle his way back and, and all of that. But um, just. Uh, yeah, one of those one of those unfortunate stories that we got to cover, and it's it's you know a, it was a bit unsettling bad, here. Bad enough that the Spurs didn't even wait; they just yeah, straight waved they just him. waved him. They didn't even wait. And, and remember, who's a high draft I, pick for them? Correct. And I remember you and I, and this was right around this time a year ago when it happened because it was shortly before training camp. Um, and you and I were like, wait, what's going on here? We talked about it. Like something had to have happened because you don't just mm-hmm. wave a guy who was, you know, a first round pick with multiple years left and eat two years of salary. Cause they had just recently picked up his, uh, his option too. Um, mm-hmm. you know, when, when all this went down and, and yeah, it was, um, it was also bad enough that there was a lot, lot, at least one, if not more than one lawsuit that was settled. And, uh, you know, now then the league has to obviously get in and there, there was the NBA clearly found they're they're not buying the unintentional part of this. Otherwise they wouldn't have suspended them for four games. So, so we're, we're, we'll see what happens here and, you know, we'll, 
continue to just kind of, you know, watch and see, you know, and for the Clippers, it's obviously if there's anything, it's a two-way contract. If he's has any he's kind of bad behavior, on. he's gone and that'll probably be it for him in the NBA. Right. Right. All right. Let's move on to the Milwaukee Bucks who have signed Cameron Payne. Um, they add the veteran guard to their roster. He did get uh, get waived by the Spurs so that he could go find a, a spot on a contending team. And the Bucs certainly are a contending team. So this is you know, a good landing spot for him. And it gives the Bucs a little bit more depth uh, in, in their backcourt now, which, uh, which they certainly needed. Yeah, even pre the Damian Lillard trade, their backcourt depth was, was not great. It was kind no. of Drew Holiday. Grayson Allen can swing over and play the point. You can get away with some stuff if you're Milwaukee without a primary ball handler because Giannis and Chris Middleton initiate so much of the offense. But behind those guys, it was really there, there just wasn't a lot in that mix. Now you're in a spot where all right, Lillard's obviously gonna play what 30, 35 minutes a night. Maybe maybe they, they go a little lighter in the regular season, but he's gonna play a ton of minutes. But you want to have those, you know, 15, 20 minutes a night covered of backup minutes if you need them. And Damian Lillard Good bet to probably miss, what, 15-ish games or so uh, this season but it, on the low end, maybe a little higher uh, potentially. So now you you throw a uh, campaign in on those nights and you you just kind of keep it moving. So uh, I think this is a really, really good signing for Milwaukee. And, I, you know, campaign's been he, – he's, I think people still attach like he was a first-round pick and he got traded to the Bulls in that trade a few years ago. And I think people still just want him to be awesome. And I'm like – Hey, if he can just be a pretty good backup, that's fine. Like that's where he's at in his career, and I think think that's what he's been, you know, over the last uh, at least three, four seasons. Yeah, absolutely, and that's really all the Bucks need him to be right now. So mm-hmm. I think it's a good fit, and uh, I think he's going to have some success there with Milwaukee. Um, not the only guy that that found his way free of the Spurs. Reggie mm-hmm. Bullock uh, was waived by the Spurs, kind of as expected, and now. You normally don't see three and D wings of his caliber out on the market right now. Not to say that he's a world beater, but he's a pretty good player that that could really help a team that needs a little bit of depth on the wing. So I'm really interested to see where Reggie Bullock ultimately lands. A guy who can bring you some defense on the perimeter, but mostly known for his ability to hit from behind the arc. Yeah, I mean, any contender, right, that needs a player – you know, we'll probably be in on Reggie Bullock and, you know, they, it'll likely be a minimum deal, but he's fine with that. He's still going to end up, you know, netting over $10 million from the Spurs, even if he signs a minimum now. So he should be in you know, really good shape uh, to do so. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm very curious to see, you know, where he lands. And is this one that happens, you know, again, within the next few days as teams are ramping up camp or mm-hmm. does this drag out a little bit? Well, we'll, we'll see, but he's definitely going to have opportunities and offers because he can, you know, like you said, really, really shoot the ball. Uh, shout out to Danny LaRue. Um, he pulled the numbers. Reggie Bullock's shooting splits are absolutely hilarious. If you look at him for his career, he's like awful in October and November as a shooter. And then something happens December 1st and on. He's amazing. So his numbers always look good um, in the aggregate. But his first two months of the year, if you look at his shooting splits, he's like this super slow starter. And then he just you know goes on a tear uh, late in the year uh, shooting. It's like a, like under fifty percent true shooting percentage um, in the first couple months, and like over sixty in the last uh, few months, which is just wild. He goes on a tear until he puts on a Lakers jersey. 
True. <laughs> True. <laughs> I, I forget he was with the. He's bounced around, huh? He, he's he really been, been been on some teams. He yeah, he has bounced around quite a bit. But but you're right. He'll wind up with a contender at some point. I we don't know exactly who, but you could, he's one of those guys where his skill set you could literally pick any team and be like, oh yeah, he fits yeah. there because he because he definitely can. He definitely yeah. can. Yeah, right, he, uh, uh, Clippers, Suns, Pistons, Lakers, Knicks, Mavs, and now mm-hmm. whoever's next yeah. that he's actually played in games for. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that, that's a journeyman. Not quite sure. like Ish, Ish Smith or anything like that. But, <laughs> no, but, yeah. But he's not getting in that territory yet. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm rooting, man. I'm rooting for Ish Smith to somebody to pick him up. He's got to land somewhere. Somewhere yeah, he hasn't somewhere. already been. Yeah, exactly. Got to land somewhere. Uh, potentially big news here. Out of Golden State, Draymond Green out four to six weeks with a sprained ankle. That means beginning of the season, he's not going to be there. He's not going to be there to to start the season for for Golden State. That's a that's a pretty big deal for for this Warriors team. Uh, Maybe that means Kevon Looney hangs on to his starting spot for a little while longer after all. Huh? I mean, that's that's probably what what's going to happen here. But uh, that's a tough blow for the Warriors to start off the year. Yeah, that's that would be my assumption, right? Uh, everybody just slides up a position and they play play small around Kevon Looney and figure it out for the first uh, you know month ish of the of the year, and that's that's the tricky part, right? I mean, when you suffer an injury right ahead of training camp, any injury is going to be all right. We're close to you know you're going to be ready for the start of the season. I think it was Nate Duncan who noted um, Draymond too has not always he it always takes him a little longer to kind of get up to to ramped up and in shape to come back when he's been out for a lengthy period of time. So this could be, you know, pretty, you know, the, it wouldn't be surprising if you know, we're more towards Thanksgiving before we see the Draymond Green we're used to kind of seeing. Right. Right. Which in, in the Western car, I mean, the West is, it's yep. insane. Like you can put yourself in a very difficult spot uh, if you're not going at 100 miles an hour right out of the gate. So we'll see what this means for Gold State. Again, still an extremely talented team. They've still got plenty of weapons. They could definitely yep. tread water without it, but it, it will be a bit of a challenge for them to overcome. Then, I didn't look at their schedule, but like, yeah, if they've got, I don't know, you know how early on they have like the Lakers and the Nuggets and teams with big guys, like, you know, if it, if it falls where you've got, you know, some, you know, sometimes the teams play, play a team two or maybe even three of their games against yeah. them in the first, you know, month, month and a half of the year. If, if they've got anything like that, that's, that's kind of tough because you, know, you, you certainly don't want to be without even Draymond at the reduced capacity operates under even, especially in the regular season, he's still better than, you know, 95% of the big man defenders in the league. You, you just, you, you don't want to be shorthanded going into matchups like that. Well, I, I was just looking. I was hoping that they saw the Lakers a bunch of times early in the schedule, but they do not. Um, they don't see them early on at all. They don't see them until uh, I think into January. So, oh, wow. um, they, and they have some. They've got some winnable games. There, they've got you know they've got Houston here. They get OKC. They get Detroit. They get. I mean, Cleveland could definitely punish them inside. So that's they've got the Cavs twice. So that's something maybe uh, to keep an eye on there. But um, you know, look. It, it, in the West, everyone's schedule looks like an absolute bloodbath yeah. because it's the West. Um, yeah. But they do have some some teams where I, I look at it and go, okay, you know, like Alper and Sengun could have a, a really big game against Houston, but otherwise they should still handle that game yeah. just fine. Uh, Detroit has a, a bevy of bigs that they can throw out there, but they should still handle that game just fine. I don't look at the schedule and think, oh my gosh, this is, this is going to be rough. 
they do see Minnesota twice, November 12th and November 14th. That's a little tricky. That's yeah. a tricky matchup there. But is Draymond back by then? That could be within the time frame where he's back in action, probably not at 100%. But that yeah. that's the biggest you know red flag that jumps out to me on the schedule. Aside from you know, of course, they see Denver on November eighth. That's obviously tough. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and it's um, you know to your point in the West, like I've been around all the you know trade stuff. I've been doing ramp up stuff for the season, really trying to where where do I see these teams slotting in? I mean, it's I I feel pretty confident saying Portland's not going to make it. Houston's not going to make make the playoffs. Um, I, I feel you know really confident in, in in those two predictions in San Antonio as well. I don't, I just, I, I think one Benyama's going to be good. I don't think he's going to be that good outside of that. You can tell me any of the other 12 teams. Cause I do, I know some people seem to be pretty down on Utah, but I think they have a chance to be pretty good. And I, I mean, then it's, you know, you know, even if you take Utah out of the mix, like, man, that's a, you know, that's still 11 teams, yep. you know, fighting it out for eight spots that, you know, and, and it's not 11 teams where it's like, well, I mean, half of them aren't very good. No, it's like 11 teams and like eight of them are like really good potentially. So, and then yeah. to your kind of, to add to your point, an injury of a guy being out for any amount of time could really swing things. If you, you know, you have a bad week in the West, it, you know, you, that, that's really going to hurt your playoff positioning. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Parody rules. I don't know if you can hear the puppy is losing his mind. Yeah. A a bird in the backyard or something. He's he's really upset about Draymond being out. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. Or or he's just, he's super fired up about uh, Drew Holiday. That, that could be it. That could be it as well. (laughs) Um, The Sacramento Kings, they signed Jalen Noel. We've got a few of these signings and things like that and waivers and stuff. Not, not projecting to be like an impact signing or anything, but, you know, some depth here for, for Sacramento. Yeah. And we'll see what we, we don't know yet. If this is a camp contract or what, I, I think it hopefully is just a minimum deal and he's there. Cause I think Jalen sure. Noel is actually pretty good. Um, and can play, he got kind of caught up in the wash in wash in uh, Minnesota last year. They just had a ton. Of time. He's really losing his mind. Um, <laughs> they just had a ton of guards. So that got really kind of, kind of messy for them. So I think, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see, you know, if he, can do something in Sacramento. Sacramento lost Terrence Davis though, or hasn't re-signed him at least. So, you know, just use an extra guard in there. And I think he could play. Um, we are not going to cover every single, you know, camp signing, obviously, because right. there are going to be literally hundreds of those that happen over the next uh, few weeks as teams line guys up for G League and the like. But when it is an actual, you know, NBA potential rotation guy, we will uh, jump in and talk about it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's get into a strange story. Kai Jones, now away from the Hornets. I actually thought he was fairly impressive in summer league. Of course, has that highlight dunk over Victor Wembanyama. And now he's been making all these comments on social media and they're saying, yeah, stay away. What what is happening here? I yeah, I wish I knew. There, there's also uh reports out there. I've seen a couple different places that uh, uh clutch sports is walking away from him as mm-hmm. a client potentially. Um I, I've seen that, you know, two or three places have commented on that online, and you know, I don't know because that's not usually there's rarely like an official announcement on something like that. But right. uh if that's the case, that doesn't bode well for him. And yeah, I mean, weird, weird stuff. And what we're you know, where I first saw was um, it started getting picked up by some of the aggregation accounts and then hoop type. And it, I know if you're watching this, you're probably familiar with hoop type rumors page because um, mm-hmm. it's, you know, you know, must read stuff um, there. But they had um, a bunch of his tweets and it was things like Mark Williams isn't good and Nick Richards is bad and I'm better than these guys on my team. I should start and all this kind of you know stuff. And it's like, all right, dude, cool to be confident in yourself, but like trashing teammates like that's rough. It's, it's but then weird. a lot of, you know, other weird kind of posts like late night, you know, him dancing around and what looked like his underwear and just weird stuff that it's like, I don't know where all this is coming from. So hopefully the Hornets are, they're just saying it's a personal situation. And, you know, hopefully if he needs any help, he's getting the help he needs yeah. or, you know, or the Hornets are just saying, we don't want to deal with this nonsense where we're out. You know, to start the year. So we'll 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 find out more as it goes. But you know, disappointing for the Hornets if you're in this spot when you invested a first round pick in a guy and it's kind of gone this sideways. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Um <clears throat> Daniel Gafford, Landry Shamit are going to be out for a few weeks here for the Washington Wizards. Could impact the start of the season for them. We'll see how quickly they can um they can return. But just something nice. wor- worth noting here. Yeah, less concerned about the Shamit one for them. Unclear how much he was even going to be a part of things there. They have other yeah. guards, other younger guards, guys that they truly invested picks and time in developing. Uh, but Gafford is is tough. They do not have a lot of big man depth. Um, on that team they, they just don't have a lot of center position and i know insert who cares they, they're gonna stink they're gonna be bad it's just not how you want to start your season and even if you're gonna be bad well you're gonna be that anyway at least be a normal bad team where you're playing guys in real positions and you're getting mm-hmm. valuable stuff out of what they can do because i'm just not sure i do wonder now does that make it a little more likely that a guy like maybe mike muscala sticks out of training camp and it makes the roster and do they find a move another way um but yeah this is a team that's you know they they're not going to be good and you but you, nobody wants to start off this way with at least one uh, starter and maybe a second rotation guy, um, you know, not on the floor to begin two to four weeks for each of them. It's an elbow injury for Gafford and a, a, a broken big toe. I think it was for uh, Landry Shaman. Okay. Uh, Keith, I've got a, a real quick uh, muscle watch update here. Oh, let's Our guy, go. Luca Rosano from Raptors nation. Scotty Barnes says he has put on nine pounds of muscle. <laughs> nine pounds of muscle. Let's nine, go. Nine, pounds. nine pounds of muscle. Like, I mean, and, and I know That's these teams lot. can measure this stuff, right? You, 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 you do that, but like, 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 just, I, I always just want some dude to come in and be like, yeah, I added nine pounds, of like just fat, man. I, I <laughs> ate terrible. I did nothing all summer. I've, I've been eating pizzas and that, that's, that's going to be James Harden. 
Yeah, right. I, <laughs> okay. I know. I know you were you weren't on the uh, you weren't on the beat at that point. You you, you were a fan, but that was kind of Jack a little bit, right? Oh when yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's not. I I don't re, I rehab on the company's time. On company time. Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. All that stuff. Like That's yeah, right. man. I, I just don't want somebody else to roll in and be like, yeah. And you know what? If, if you were as dominant as Shaq was, it's hard to argue. Right. It's like, all right, you know, I love the when people like, yeah, what, what, how great would have Shaq been if he was in shape his entire career? And it's like, he was pretty damn great anyway. I don't, I, I don't know, you know, that it made much of a difference. Yeah. I mean, he was uh, obviously pounds. incredible, but, but all right. It's very uh, specific keep, nine pounds. Nine pounds. Well, yeah. I mean, it tells you he, he knows exactly yeah. how much. I think he just didn't want to be like everybody else and say 10 yeah, right. pounds. <laughs> That's so, it, he, yeah. so he said, he said nine pounds of muscle. I was I was really zeroed in on that specific number. They had the calipers out measuring muscle, muscle against body fat and all That's that. Right. And That's right. Landed at nine pounds. There we Getting go. Getting in that tank and everything. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's finish up with this. Keith, I know you wanted to run through some uh, some waivers. Uh, around yeah, the just because there were, were, were a handful of kind of semi-notable names. So we already talked about Reggie Bullock, but the uh, LA Clippers waived uh, Jason Preston, um, who was uh, would have seen his contract become guaranteed. Uh, he's the fun story. He was a Detroit Pistons blogger uh, back in the day oh, yeah. um, and then was drafted by the Clippers. He's an Orlando area kid. Um, so I'll, I'm always rooting for him. And I hope you know he, he does well um, down the line. And then the Grizzlies, who they were in a spot where they had to waive a couple guaranteed contracts, Thought that might carry into camp and let guys fight it out a little bit, but they moved early. Josh Christopher and Isaiah Todd, um, two guys with guaranteed money. That makes Josh Christopher, Usman Garuba, and Ty Ty Washington all guys the Rockets traded that were on um, guaranteed contracts. And again, this is kind of the one thing when you have too many picks, right? You can't keep them all. And then, uh, you know, whether they land somewhere or not, well, we'll see. But Josh Christopher uh, waved. He's an interesting player. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he catches on with a two-way with somebody because I, I think there's some talent there. And then Isaiah Todd, probably he needs to log more G League time. But uh, that, that was it. I just wanted to run through those just because those were all uh, semi-notable names of waivers that, that are getting done. We've still got a handful of teams that have yeah. to make uh, – cuts of guaranteed money um but we're probably down to the point where that may carry out at least a you know two two-ish more weeks and maybe even yeah. three as we lead up to the start of the regular season yeah okc still has some moves to make yeah okc's got a few yeah. people san antonio's got one uh that they got to do at least now um just if we didn't put it on the show but just some dates to to be semi-aware of uh october 23rd is the last day that guys can sign rookie scale extensions mm -hmm. um it's also the last day for veteran extensions for players with more than one year left on their contract and it can be one year with a player option because you can always opt out of decline that player option and then you're on a one year and sign um so that's something to kind of keep an eye on and then october 31st um is the deadline to pick up the rookie scale team options Spooky. um for guys so, yeah yeah a little bit so but it's um that those will, you'll start seeing those will start coming out here over the next little bit and most of them are no brainers almost all mm -hmm. our rookie scale team options get exercised it's it's more notable when one doesn't uh, get exercise. And the last thing I'll say on that topic is they almost teams almost always do them in batches. So if you've got a team that's going to do like two or three or four or five of these options, they almost always announce all of them at once. And if all of a sudden somebody's name wasn't in there, 
that can often kind of be a, a sign of hmm, maybe they're not part of the future like we thought. And then, then they right. would move on into unrestricted free agency uh, you know, in the summertime after with all the caveats of the team can't pay them more than what their option amount was and all those things. That's come up a few times because like Jalen Smith was a big, big one on that. Yes. And, uh, couple of other guys yep so certainly something to keep an eye on um as we get closer and closer to the end of the month by the way our first show of october yeah exciting exciting time of year and uh real yeah. basketball this real month basketball we get coming up. preseason game in a couple days mm, with the, right. the Mavs and timberwolves a nice nice noon eastern start i i can actually watch the whole thing and not not be interrupted um you know i can watch it and then then go do the school pickup and all that stuff so yeah and then we're i guess we're we'll be monitoring media today for more muscle watch and muscle injury watch. updates and uh you know potentially trade news we'll see if you know anything goes down with james harden or malcolm brogdon but it, it seems like we're we're settling into you know what might be uh rosters being semi-finalized i guess yeah that, that's what it's looking like kate did you get halloween off uh, from the from the celtics plan i'm looking from, oh yeah you did you did yeah okay. yes but one yes, of the things yes. i always look at you know i don't you you <laughs> probably don't do trick-or-treating with your with your daughter anymore at this yeah, point, she's, at this she's point she, she's embarrassed yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. I always have to look and see. Did you know? Do I have to cover a game on on Halloween or not? This year, I, I do not, which is nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, we'll be. Um. What the people do here in Florida is that because it's always generally pretty, unless it's raining, it's usually very nice out. Everybody yeah. sits in their driveway. Everybody brings yeah. a candy bowl out, sits in their driveway. And it's, it's funny. Cause it's like the one time we know we're going to see all of our neighbors and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it is always funny. And we were always like, wow, we have a lot more kids in this neighborhood than, than we knew. So in uh, our daughter, she likes handing out the candy. Um, so she, that, that's her thing. She likes to hand out the candy to the kids and her and my wife, everybody will know. Cause I posted every year on Twitter, they go bonkers with carving pumpkins and they are, yes, uh, those are absolutely amazing. incredible at it. So yeah, it's uh, and I'll, I'll own it here. Just like I own it every year on Twitter. I have no part of this at all beyond moving them for them. Cause they sometimes buy like 40 or 50 pound pumpkins, um, to carve these things with. So I, I, uh, I, I don't, that's it though. That's, that's the whole extent of my involvement. I, I don't have that talent. That is not I, a, something I can do. I think this year they should do the front office show logo. That's a, that's, a, that is a wonderful idea. I think that would make a, a fantastic pumpkin. We spent a lot of time in the car this weekend and they, they spent that. That was one of the topics was, you know, what do, what, what is it? There's always a theme. Like one year was Marvel one year. Right. was uh, You know, it's been a million different things over the years, but yeah, they, they, uh, yeah, every year. So yeah, my wife actually is so into it. She takes days off of work. So she's off the Monday and the Tuesday um, to really focus on carving wow. the pumpkins and all that stuff. Yeah. She loves it. It's, it's one of her favorite things to do. We we're, we're, we're in process of putting up all the Halloween decorations around the house and all that. Cause we would have done it this weekend, but we were, we're off uh, ch ch chasing around a soccer ball as we are most weekends uh, in the fall. So, but yeah, man, it's yeah. Halloween. It is funny that you say that. Yeah. It's uh, you know, that is one of the days you look at when you have a kid is like, all right, yep. you know, how locked in on work do I need to be? And then, exactly. and, and I'm kind of the one where I'm like, all right, it's like eight o'clock. Like I want to go watch games. And then I, I kind of disappear into the house and let them handle the candy <laughs> out of right. the yard. <laughs> you keep throwing this candy at people. I'll be in there watching basketball. What's your daughter going to be? Is she deciding? She's, is she early? is deciding between, I think, Ariel and Moana. And I All think right. she's she's nice. leaning towards Moana because she already nice. kind of has the get up for, for that. She's got, she even has like Maui's fish hook. 
nice. uh, she, she wants to carry around. So so she's pretty fired up uh, about that. But normally she's she's got it all planned out like a year in advance <laughs> what it's going to be. This is the first year that she that it's more kind of like uh, she's kind of wavering last minute, that kind of stuff. So but it sounds like she's going to go with with uh, Moana. So enjoy it while you can, man, because it goes like like, like I, I'm been where doesn't happen anymore in our house so you know and i think we're probably like a year away from then it'll be like can i go to a party at my friends and right. you know yep. whatever and that kind of stuff so yeah it's it's kind of funny it kind of dies out in the middle there and then then picks back up and then uh yep. yeah and then for me it's more like all right is this over nobody's knocking on the door i can just watch games now let's go i, I don't have to hold the dogs back anymore Exa- that's, yes yeah, that's yes. what i do every yep. time yeah yep 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 <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, enough about Halloween. Thank you guys for for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe right here to the Front Office Show YouTube channel or to the podcast feed over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Media Day will have all the fallout on tomorrow's show. Exciting time of year. Again, make sure you are subscribing to stay in the know with everything going on in the NBA. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe.